This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me. Don't forget, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. If you're ready to hop into the show, grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. Also, really quick, I just want to mention that I've been sick, so my voice might sound a little different. Just bear with me, please. (laughs) I've been sick, but I still wanted to do this because I enjoy making my videos and podcasts and stuff for everyone. So I've been sick. My voice might sound a little different, but we'll get through it. Okay, we'll get through it together. Before we hop into the topic, I need to put in a disclaimer. All right. This is solely my opinion on the topic. And what we're going to be talking about today is the idea of consent in spellcasting. Do you need permission from a person to cast a spell for them or on them? Do you need that person's permission? Again, disclaimer, this is solely my opinion going off of my ethics and my particular beliefs. Feel free to apply your own ethics and your beliefs to the situation. And if you think differently or if you have an example that you would like to share, for those watching on YouTube, you can leave that in the comments below. Podcast listeners, you can go to the show notes page for this episode and leave a comment there. You can also reach out on social media. You can use the hashtag um, RTC podcast. I just came up with that right now. Uh, Use the hashtag RTC podcast or at me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And we could talk about it. But again, I think what this is my third time saying it. This is my opinion. Okay. (laughs) I have to make that very clear. This is my opinion based solely on my own beliefs and ethics and yours will probably differ. So I've wanted to talk about this for a little bit and I figured why not now? You know, last week I talked about veganism. So this week, let's talk about getting permission from people before casting spells on or for them. Now, this for me is a gray area. And it's a gray area because different situations will require different schools of thought. However, my overall opinion is that no, you don't need permission to cast a spell for someone or on someone, depending on what it is. And the reason I believe this way is because, you know, no one goes up to a Christian person who is saying, you know, I'll pray for you. And say, no, you don't have my permission to pray for me. No one does that. And if you, if someone does do that, I'd like to talk to them because that's interesting. I've never heard of anyone doing that before. But for me, it's sort of the same concept. If 
I guess we can put it in, in perspective. Um, and this can demonstrate the sort of gray area that I'm talking about. Okay, so the first thing that I can say as an example is I've been sick. I ended up with a sinus infection and just some upper respiratory stuff, okay? Now, if someone were to say, I'll pray for you in regards to me being sick, that's perfectly fine. That is A-okay with me. You're going to ask, you think I'm important enough for you to ask your God or whoever to intervene with my health on my behalf so that I feel better quicker? You can pray for me. Go for it. But if someone finds out that I'm a witch or that I have differing beliefs and they say, I'll pray for you in terms of I'm going to pray for your salvation and hope that you turn your life around and you're not a witch anymore. I mean, you can pray for me. You could try, but it's not going to do anything. And honestly, I'll probably say, no, don't pray for me, which in turn, that person is probably going to turn around and say, Okay, whatever they said, um, don't pray for them. I'm still going to pray for them. That's, anyway, that's how that's probably going to go. But I see it in the same sort of light. Me casting a spell for someone is me essentially using my own energy and or asking for the energy from the earth or my gods and goddesses to intervene in that person's life or situation on my behalf. Again, we'll talk about the gray area in a minute, but more often than not, I'm not going to ask for permission to cast a spell for someone or on someone because they wouldn't ask my permission to pray for me. And if I were to in turn, don't say like, um, can I cast a spell for you? If I were to say, can I pray for you? I'm pretty sure they would say, yeah. It's the it's a matter of words and semantics at that point. So generally, my answer would be, no, you don't need permission to cast a spell for or on someone if you're speaking generally. If you're talking about things that the person would be okay with. Or if you're trying to banish or bind or hex or curse, obviously you're not going to say, hey, can I put a curse on you? You might. I mean, that's totally up to you. But if it was me, I wouldn't go to someone and say, hey, you know, you're being a really shitty person. I, can I put a curse on you? No, if, if I'm going to put a curse on someone, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to ask for their permission. Now, for me, it takes a certain level of being a crappy person for me to even think about cursing or hexing someone. And that's after I have exhausted all the mundane things that I can do. Because in my opinion, if I don't exhaust all of the mundane um, resolutions or, you know, options for resolving the situation, then I have no business, you know, asking the universe or asking my gods for help because I haven't tried to help myself first. Now that's, again, personal belief. So those situations can vary. There's some cases where you might want to ask for permission and then some cases where you probably won't or you probably shouldn't. And 
we can talk about the differing opinions on this topic. Now, in my research for this particular topic, what I do before every episode is I go online, I Google my question or Google my topic, because I'd like to see what the current consensus is on a particular subject. And for this subject, the answers that I found were a resounding yes, you need to ask permission before casting a spell on or for someone else. And digging a little deeper into that, uh, what I found was that those people who were saying, yes, you need to ask permission, were quoting the Wiccan read and they were approaching it from a Wiccan perspective. It's all well and fine. If that is what you believe and that is how you interpret the read, then by all means, ask permission before casting a spell. I didn't find any examples of traditional witchcraft or just secular witchcraft, um, people saying that you need to ask permission. So if you have any of those, let me know. Uh, this could also go along with your personal beliefs and ethics. That's fine too. But I didn't really find a sort of consensus on a gray area. There, it was either like, yes, you need permission or no, you don't. And I disagree with both sides of that because for me, the witchcraft would be situational. The asking permission would be situational. Now, if it's for someone I know personally and I know that they would be highly upset with me casting a spell on or for them, I am honestly just not going to do it because I'm not going to waste my energy doing something that I know that person will 100% disagree with. And that has nothing to do with my witchcraft ethics. That has everything to do with my respect for a person that I'm close to. I'm not going to do something that they would be upset with. Just like I would hope that my friends and family who know about my faith and know that I practice witchcraft, I would hope that they would have enough respect for me to not pray for my salvation because that's something that I disagree in. Do they? I don't know. It's not something that we generally talk about, but that's where it can get a little fuzzy. Something else that gets a little fuzzy too within that gray area is the idea of casting love and lust spells. Now, I don't know if there are other differing opinions out there on casting love and lust spells on other people. The general consensus that I have found on this particular topic tends to agree with my own opinion, and that is that you shouldn't do it. Now, it's not because it's bad magic or anything of the sort, but it has a lot to do with the concept of free will and coercion. This is something that I have an issue with. And there's also another aspect to why you shouldn't cast a love spell on a particular person, but I'll talk about that in a second. I do not think that casting love or lust spells on particular people with the intention of making that person fall in love with you or making that person lust after you or making that person love or lust another person. Those are not okay. 
because you are coercing them and manipulating them in a way that you would not do in a mundane aspect. And if you would do it in a mundane aspect, that's an entirely different story and we're going to have issues. So I guess the way I look at spellcasting is if I would do it in a mundane fashion, then I would do it in a magical fashion. This comes to the idea of cursing and hexing or binding. I said for myself, I don't do those things unless I've exhausted all mundane options if it's safe to do so. <clears throat> now, obviously, there might be situations where it's not safe to do so, uh, like abusive relationships and things of that nature, and you might have to go the magical route first in order to open up a door to go the mundane route. That's fine, and there's a lot of different situations and semantics and uh, gray area within that particular topic. Should I rename this spellcasting in the gray area? I don't know. Um, but I would not cast any sort of spell unless I have exhausted the mundane options first if I'm casting for another person. So casting love spells and casting lust spells are a big no-no for me because of the manipulation and the coercion that would not take place in a mundane aspect. And now this is love and lust spells on particular people. Now, this is not something like I recently posted on my website a blog post about creating a, a love jar to attract love into your life. That's different because that's general. You're a, trying to attract this particular aspect into your life and you're not targeting specific people. That's, that's different. That's speaking in more general terms. But targeting specific people is wrong when it comes to love and lust spells, in my opinion. Now, there are some people out there who are going to disagree with me. That's fine. We're all allowed to have our own opinions. I'm going to disagree with you and tell you that I think that you're wrong and what you're doing is wrong. And I might disagree with you heavily, <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you how to use your magic, okay? Now, the other thing with love and lust spells and why I think they're wrong to do is when it works, when you cast a spell on someone and say, yes, this person is going to fall in love with me and they do. And then they come to you and everything is fine and happy. How are you going to know that that love is real? And does it even matter to you if the love is real or not? For me, that would matter immensely. Like, how do I know that this person truly loves me or is it just my magic? That would really bother me and it would drive me nuts. Okay, so that's something else to think about in terms of casting love and lust spells is how do you know that the person's feelings are true and it's not just your magic. So with the gray area of spell casting and ethics and getting permission, the gray area is going to vary depending on your personal ethics and beliefs. And that's okay. I mean, if you think that it's, that it's fine to curse people and hex people and bind people, that's okay. I think that those are acceptable forms of magic and witchcraft. 
I might have a different way of going about it in the matter of uh, exhausting mundane options first, but I'm not going to ask permission to bind someone. Not normally. I mean, if it's somebody that I'm close to and the reason that I'm binding them is to help them kick a bad habit or something, then yeah, I might ask their permission and just say, you know, hey, can I help you? Is there anything I can do to help you? I've got this spell, I've got this idea, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But then I can just turn around and do it anyway, if I really wanted to. <laughs> I, I mean, I really, I, I could. So I guess I can give some examples of when I would ask permission and when I wouldn't. Because why not? Gotta make it relatable, right? Because this episode is already going, I don't know where because I don't feel good, but <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, so when would I ask permission before casting a spell for someone? Honestly, I'm not sure. Besides the fact that if I was casting a spell for someone in my family who um, who has a different belief system than I do, I think then generally I would say, hey, can I do this for you? If they say no, I'm going to respect their decision. That's fine. If they say yes, then I will go ahead and, you know, help them and cast a spell for them to help them heal from a sickness or help them get a job or something of that nature. Now, in terms of cursing and hexing and binding and crossing and all of that stuff, I'm generally not going to ask permission because for my own personal practice, if I'm going to curse someone, let's say, okay, let's see, see if I can pull an example out of the air because I honestly, I don't typically curse people because um, I don't know that many people and I don't like to go out in public. So... Um, let's say, let's say there was someone I was having a problem with. Just, I don't know, somebody I was having an issue with. And I have gone through all the normal channels. I have, you know, blocked them on social media, blocked their phone number, their email. You know, I've gone through and blocked all of their methods of contact. Um, if it needed to be escalated, I escalated it to the proper authorities, whether it be like the school system or even the police. And I'm at that point where there are no other mundane options for me to take and I'm still having a problem. Then that's when I would move forward with the cursing and the binding because <clears throat> in my belief system, I have to go through and do what I can for myself and try to solve the problem on my own before I move on and move into the magical sphere of things and use my witchcraft and ask the universe and my gods to sort of step in and intervene because my witchcraft is not always secular. When I'm performing large spells or large magical workings, I almost am always asking my gods to step forward 
and help me or lend me, you know, some power or wisdom or energy or something of the sort. That's not going to be the case for everyone. So like I said before, your methods for dealing with situations like that will probably be different than mine and that's okay. And then there's also the Wiccan side of things. As far as I'm aware, most Wiccans out there are not okay with curses and hexes. There is a bit of a gray area for them on binding because there's the idea of, you know, if something is happening and you do nothing, you're doing more harm than good. But again, that's going to be personal for every Wiccan out there. Now, generally, I'm not going to ask permission to send someone positive energy or light a candle or say a little prayer to help them with their job interview. I'm not going to ask permission to do those things because it is the general understanding of most people in my experience that those sorts of things are acceptable things to do and they would be okay with me saying something like good luck on your job interview and then going home and lighting a candle and you know sending them the energy that they need to do well <clears throat> as far as i know the consensus on that is that it's something that's very uh fairly acceptable to do not a lot of people are going to say no to wishes of good luck and good health that's just, that's my experience. Um, so yeah, I could probably go into something so deep and really dive into all of these things. And honestly, I probably will at some point in time and do a really big deep dive into the ethics of spell casting and how things can differ from one person to another and one belief system to another. But right now, I honestly don't have the energy to do that. And I just wanted to, I guess, give a basic layout of my beliefs in getting permission before doing a spell for someone or on someone else. General belief of myself is no, I'm not going to ask permission to cast a spell on or for someone else the same way that someone wouldn't ask permission to pray for someone else. Again, gray area aside, that's how I feel about it. So thank you for sticking with me for this episode, this video, this podcast thing. Um, I know it's it's short, shorter than my normal podcast episodes and videos that I put out on Mondays, but I wanted to give a general idea of my opinion on this topic and I probably will dive deeper into it at some point. So thank you for being here with me today and I will see you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>